Hello, how's your training going, athletes uh, and coaches and parents? I hope that you're staying calm during these times where it's so hard to schedule things. You don't know what events are going and what events are not. Uh, again, we're not sure what all of this pandemic discussion is going to do to general health. But we know that mental training uh, very much helps within a time of uncertainty. And when people say uncertainty, they just don't know what's happening with schooling and education. We don't know what's happening with our health care. We don't know if there will be more restrict restrictions in 2020, pardon me. But in, in all of that, this is why I think at Intermind Sports, we uh, love that we are in the topic of mental and emotional health. So thanks for joining me. This is Coach Lori, and today's topic is about respect. I uh, titled this podcast, How the R Word Replaces the F-Bomb. Hmm, interesting. How the R Word Replaces the F-Bomb. So there's a direct correlation in science to high levels of hormones in the brain and one sense of competition. So in one of my group presentations, uh, as a mental trainer, I want athletes to realize how they can gain respect as well as how they can give it. So there are certain chemicals within the brain that give us a sense of satisfaction, like dopamine, uh, relaxation, like serotonin, um, peaceful contentment or excitement, there are several uh, chemicals that go unnamed a lot of times because people just don't know anything about how their brain regulates those chemicals. And when you're a young athlete, a youth or a teen or young adult, those chemicals are trying to balance every day. And parents, often you might look at the behavior of the person in your family as the athlete Coaches, you might look at their performance as an indicator of how they're doing. Teachers, you may look at the overall attention um, of the student in the classroom. But I got to tell you, um, you're a chemical pharmacy up there, <laughs> and we all are. So this whole idea about how to develop respect, I know, starts with the human brain. First of all, we have to have a lot of uh, rest and a lot of healthy habits to support our emotional health. Because when people usually are not respecting a situation or not being respectful, they're usually tired or irritable or frustrated. And yes, a lot of youth out there will hit the language button, as I call it, which is in the front portion of the brain on the left side speech and emotion are very much attached and so they'll just um, f-bomb every second word now is that being respectful or is it just is it just expressing yourself to a high degree um, I think that respect comes from the body and mind being healthy I think respect comes from modeling behavior of other people that have something to do with giving people onus to do their own thing, certainly, but also giving you room to grow and learn. Respect also comes from modeling 
after your parents or your coaches if they're modeling great behavior, such as patience, kindness, uh, communication, love. Uh, these are kinds of the things that uh, really create a respect template. So the constant arguing on a team, for example, or cliques of people, um, <clears throat> pardon me, jealousy, favoritism, name bashing is not respectful. It's obvious. It's just not cool. So what are the foundational levels of respect and can we build these? And I love this saying, and I was just thinking about this this morning. Should some of my programs be more for parents and coaches than they really are for the athletes? Because here's the saying, the apple does not fall far from the tree. So I know I'm an old dog, but what that really means to you as a young athlete is that you will model after the people who have taught you. So your grandparents, your parents, your teachers, and your coaches, many of these people you model after. And when young adults model what they see and what they think they need to do to impress someone. So if every second word is in the midst of a plight of F-bombs, well, I guess that you're going to do that all the time. Um, I'm not bashing the whole idea behind foul language. It's obviously expressive. But there's certain situations... And I'd like to think of all situations where it's not appropriate to use these types of words. Um, also, it can be very damaging to the person who's listening to those words. And so coaches model, parents lead the way, and athletes will respond. So I'm wondering if we can get to a point of classy and not sassy. So, let, so let's talk about that for a second. I always ask my athletes if they have grandparents, and most of them, because they're young, they say, yes, I do. And I ask them, how would you speak in front of your grandma? And their eyes kind of open up, and they say, speak in, speak in front of my grandma? And I'm like, yeah, would you talk to your grandmother the same way that you address everybody in the locker room? And there's kind of a smirk, then there's a smile, then there's a little bit of a nervous laugh, and then they say, no, I don't think that would be a good idea. And I always say, what is the difference between that respectful situation with your grandmother and being respectful of your team? So I'm not just talking about language, I'm also talking about your overall um, emotions for different situations. I have witnessed unbelievable things in hockey, for example, as a sport where I see athletes spitting uh, right on the locker room floor. I, I'm not sure you're going to get away with that now with pandemic uh, evaluations of the locker room and sanity and cleanliness. I have seen people... Um, go to a supermarket and they're with all of their buddies and all of a sudden somebody has a bright idea to steal something from the store while they're wearing their team jackets and tracksuits. Hmm. So when you think about that, was that a risk-taking behavior? Was that preceded by the team going, oh yeah, yeah, see if you can get away with that? And what has that done to the whole team, for example? I remember a number of years ago, 
uh, two athletes on a road trip with their team and parents, like you're going to get a little shocked at this example, they were both 14, uh, they decided to buy some marijuana at a local 7-Eleven um, breaking curfew from the hotel that they were staying in. Um, yeah, sure, okay, you guys all think that these are shocking examples, but I'm telling you that because of the chemical format of the teenage brain, risk-taking behaviors are there. And they're usually opposing forces to respect. So first of all, it's not respectful to your coaches and teams that you left the building. It's not um, really wise that you went to a 7-Eleven at nighttime. Anything could have happened to you. Then you really put the cherry on the top of the cake, as they say, by buying an illegal substance as a minor. So these two actually were caught by police, and then when it was brought forward to the team and the association, they were banned from their sport um, within their city uh, for life. So they also have minor uh, uh, records as 14-year-olds that they purchased a substance, and um, yeah, so life can change on a dime because if respect is not outlined for people, they will not respect things. It's simple. It's like the kid eating the hoagie sandwich and he just crumples up the packaging and throws it on the ground when two paces to his right was a garbage can. Respect comes from also listening to people and understanding their point of view. Respect comes from the fact that if you come out, um, say, of the school doors and people are kind of horsing around and someone is pushing somebody and you can see that it's not going to go well, do you use your respect meter to say this isn't right? So you have an option to intervene you have an option to use your voice and communicate and say, hey, this isn't right. Or you have an option to go get a teacher, a principal, or an adult to assist in that. So how do we, how do we drill down to respect? Well, we start with self-respect, which means do you love yourself as an athlete and a student? and a family member, and a son, or a daughter, or a grandson, or a granddaughter? Do you feel love for yourself? Start there. And that's where we build at Inner Mind Sports. We look at respect from a self-respect point of view. And when you're creating harm in yourself, when you are creating more stress, when you have feelings that you can't control, this is the time that you need to reach out. This is why your guidance counselors at school, your parents, you sit down and talk with them and say, I'm not doing well. And you think your parents will be all over the top of that. But maybe, maybe they just wanted to know. They wanted to know that you're going to be okay. Uh, a trained psychologist, a psychiatrist, myself as a mental trainer, these are people that can help you gain that self-respect. And once you respect yourself greatly and you value who you are as a person, I do believe mentally and emotionally you will see the world differently and you will have more empathy. Fancy word for you'll care about others as well. You'll treat others the way that you want to be treated. 
You'll be concerned when somebody is not doing well. I'm not asking you to be the guidance counselor at your junior high, but I'm asking you to be respectful enough that you um, see a standard. Now, if you have expressive language, why don't you try this? When you want to say the F-bomb, replace it with the word friend. So you might say, what the friend is going on here? That friend, he blah, 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 right? So I gave this to a, a sporting team for the season. And I said, and every time there is the F-bomb being said, you, you owe the team a dollar. And um, maybe we'll be able to, at the very end of the season, see if we can even afford a pizza for the team. But what we tried to do was replace another word, the F word, with the word friend. And people seriously, as they put that into their vocabulary, because they so badly want to say the F-bomb, and I have talked to athletes that it's F and F and on the F and F and F. And, and if you're a coach and a parent... Um, I think intellectually you can take in this feedback. I hope you can because I don't want it to be slanderous, but I want you to tell, tell you the truth. Um, if you're in a working environment every day and the F-bomb is given and your own mother or great-grandmother was standing there, what would they say about you? So language precedes intellect. And so I think that if you have to use words like that, the F word, the C word, the D word, the B word, um, you are probably not as intelligent as you should be. And people are like, whoa, you, I can't believe a mental trainer is saying that. Well, I am serious on this because if you were on national television and you had to give a speech and you had any F bombing in that, uh, they bleep you out on national TV. Sorry, sorry to tell you. So thank you, um, CBC, for having that, at least that, going on. So classy, not sassy. How are we going to get to it? One, athletes, please be well rested. And know that you're going to face some distress today. So prepare for that. Two, um, a lot of this respect comes from the language that you use. Self-respect, what you feel about yourself each day. Uh, team respect, that you know that there's rules and regulations for your team and um, it's really important that you go by the rules, curfew and otherwise. Respect um, in another avenue, number four, would be am I coachable? You know, do I listen to my coach as well and try to work hard? Because you're respecting that sports is difficult and to work hard is very very important and when you're just slacking off because you're sulking that you didn't get enough minutes or enough time or you didn't get chosen or somebody else got the game jacket or the banner today then you're then you're truly doing yourself a disservice and that is disrespect of yourself you are an amazing person, so let yourself know that. You're an amazing athlete, let yourself know that. You're an amazing student, and yes, you have to study hard to get anywhere. And you're an amazing family member. So I want you to lift yourself up. I respect you today. I'm modeling that behavior. I've never yelled at an athlete. I've never used the F-bomb in front of an athlete, ever. Um, I just don't believe it's fruitful. 
I think that there is a related level of intelligence to the words that you use each day. So coaches, uh, yeah, maybe you're rolling your eyes and saying, wow, Coach Laura, you know, I F-bomb all the time because i got to get my point across. I think it's a cop-out, quite frankly. I don't have to F-bomb anything to get my point across to my team to um, strike a chord, to ramp it up a bit, uh, to let them know that this is not an assault on their feelings or emotions, that they just need to do their jobs out there and get the job done. Um, I am a coach, a sporting coach, as well as a mental coach. So as a sporting coach, I want to win. But I, more than that, I want my players to be successful. I want them to improve one small thing each day. And there's no F-bombs in that. It's just straight R, R for respect. So respect is the key word of everything. And you can see that in certain sports, it's used as a logo. There's a respect in sport program. You parents some um, that actually sign that and you coaches that sign the respect form that says how you're going to behave during a sporting season. I really feel strongly that you should take that when you sign that form and put it on your fridge. Because if you're going to the fridge every day and you're cracking that fridge open, I hope that you're reminding yourself of the respect that you have and the conduct that you have on the sporting field, on the sidelines, in the bleachers, in the arenas, and in the stands. So I have some beautiful, beautiful parents that react respectfully during a game. They cheer on both sides. Certainly they, they cheer and uh, have their air horns and their drums banging for their own team but when a play is well done for that other side of the team they give credit where credit is due so this is coach Lori, and i would love for you to be the apple that falls from the tree of respect and i would love parents for you to be able to model respectful language and when every second word is a swear word then you're not modeling that and rest assured your child will probably go to school with that in mind, and <clears throat> there's a lot of different rules and regulations about foul language in the classroom. So really, you're not benefiting your child academically by teaching them that. So is it a clean up your act time? Maybe. Um, I respect where you come from, uh, but I do believe that you can be uh, more classy and less sassy. So this is Coach Lori signing off, and I hope that that podcast is going to help all of us just be better people and to be able to regulate our emotions over time because it is a learned behavior. Thank you so much.